station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie leprechaun, Melissa Kersher. <laughs> Hello! Hello! And we have with us this week our movie novice. We're going to call him a movie, what do we say, Scotsman, Noel <laughs> Thingval. Hello, Noel. What are these movie things, Lassie? <laughs> well done well done i i'm surprised you didn't go with catholic and protestant there. oh i could have i could <laughs> oh, have you but, could have but uh i uh as speaking as a non-believer i'm equally judgmental of both so uh yeah, i think we're all with you there <laughs> yeah there you go so uh we as uh this lead-in might have informed you accepted of course wouldn't uh we are going to be watching a film called the quiet man and uh, melissa and i of course have seen this film but noel you have not seen it so uh what we need to do or the first thing we need to do is have you tell us what do you know about the quiet man well i know it's by john ford because i have an odd relationship with john ford that i can expound on later if you want me to hear more about that (laughs) please yes um and i i believe it's the one that stars john wayne okay i I do believe you are correct and and from that's it's not even fair you can do yeah (laughs) film exactly guess that it stars john wayne and be right at least three quarters of the time yeah exactly yeah so anyway okay john ford john wayne all right and from your opening, I'm assuming Scotland is involved. Scotland. Because you just had to spoil that for me. <laughs> and yet, ironically, I didn't. So Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I'm going to say much more than that at this point. <laughs> it's about a place that's less snowy than where we are right now. Yes. yes. Although that is unusual for this particular wintry season but it's uh, march in minnesota tim it it is it is march in minnesota it is snowing and for you longtime listeners you might notice that this entire conversation is being recorded remotely because we couldn't get to each other's homes so what we're going to be doing is i'm i couldn't get to the ground you couldn't get to the ground yeah noel was coming back from chicago where he was watching hamilton which someday will be made into a movie that's featured on this podcast Uh, and noel (laughs) won't be able to be on the podcast because he's already seen it. But in any case, his his plane was delayed, so we're starting our whole thing a half hour late. Not that it matters to you, dear listeners, but the point is that because of all of that and the snow, we are in two different homes. And uh, Melissa and Noel will be watching The Quiet Man in their uh, location at Melissa's home, and I will be watching it at mine. Uh, and then we'll get back together via the magic of the internet. I to love technology. Discuss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, technology is pretty great. We couldn't have done this podcast uh, back when there were like not podcasts. We could use stenographers. Yeah, True. we could have. We could have sat at each other's. I mean, we could have talked on the phone about it, but nobody would have mm-hmm. been able to listen. Could have published volumes of podcasts. Well, there's yeah. there were party lines. We could have done like yeah. a party line show. Oh, Ooh. A party line podcast. That's an interesting concept. Maybe we should. Uh, or or maybe a show that. over the radio waves. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Yes, 
I've heard of such things back in the distant past. So, speaking of the distant past, the quiet <laughs> man... <laughs> The Quiet it's Man, a, 1952. It's a 1950s film, indeed directed by John Ford and starring John Wayne. And from that, regular listeners might presume it is a Western, and it is not. Uh, Noel is assuming it is set in Scotland because I said he was Scottish. He might have been better to key in on when I referred to Melissa as a leprechaun. Uh, ah, to, oh, I know now. Yeah, mm, and and the fact yeah. that St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Oh, <laughs> yes, indeed. That does seem to be another another hint as to where the film might be set. Uh, it is... Uh, it's in Wales. It is yes. close. Yes, it okay. is. It is, no. it is a film featuring Welshmen who can swim. Uh, <laughs> I watched that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and Welsh women, for that matter. I, I think we're losing control of this intro. This is what happens when you record with me. This I know. This intro I has know. long been out of control. So I think the point is, yeah, we're just going to go watch the movie, and uh, we hope you do so as well. And then when we come back, we will all discuss Noel's impressions of, and of course, Melissa's, Melissa's lengthy uh, trivia items about the quiet man. So yes. uh, we'll be back on the other side of the movie that we're all going to go watch separately, but together. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. back much whiskey has been drunk much bagpipe music has been experienced because that's all you can do with bagpipe music and uh the quiet man uh said things which is you know shocking given and many punches have yes. been thrown many yes. punches many, have been thrown many roundhouse punches under and over a horse even under and over yeah yeah not true though no. Seriously. that would be gross that would be yeah that maybe not not really kind of a 50s movie kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's more an Adam Sandler Netflix movie type of maybe, thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Noel, your first time watching The yes. Quiet Man. Do tell us what thought you. Well, first of all, I appreciate that in eight years of podcasting, I have an episode where I can say both the words shillelagh and tiddlywinks. <laughs> you can. Both yes. were featured. Yes. And apparently, apparently, when you flip it, what you're doing is tiddling, at least Ooh, according to this script. You're tiddling okay. the wink. Yes, yes. Wow. We've, we've learned much. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's what the, yeah. that's what the script yeah. tells us. Yes, you are tiddling yes. the wink. So yes, that, that is a thing I did not know. Yeah. Continue, please. I thought it was a wonderful movie, a wonderfully charming small town romantic comedy that in no way has dated gender politics. None. Zero. <laughs> no. Zero. Sir, would you like a stick to beat your woman with? 
Yeah. That, that and I laugh yeah. because because I I pain, but and, and I and I cringe you know, because as, I as I pointed talk. that out as we were watching, I was watching it at home with my wife as a uh, and and uh, and I, I pointed to that scene and she she helpfully observed that he does throw it away. So, yes. Yes. Uh, but after he, appraising he, it for a after moment. After accepting it, he throws <laughs> it away. Anyway, uh, he, uh, I'm interrupting once again. So. <laughs> but no, I just, I thought it was, it was a very lushly filmed movie. I thought it was very well put together. I thought the story built in very interesting and, and unexpected ways. It was a very wonderful movie. All right. A wonderful movie. It's a wonderful movie. Uh, it is a very good movie. It is, um. I think uh, really not what if when one gets told you're going to watch a John Ford, John Wayne film, mm. uh, what yeah. one is expecting to see. Uh, you have a right. John Wayne character who is uh, uh, very much not interested in fighting for what are what's a very good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh, it's an interesting th- this interesting. Uh, fight between what he needs to do to be accepted into the community in which he wants to live and uh, what he needs to do to deal with his own demons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that are, are nicely nicely balanced and and that that they carefully don't spell out every bit of it uh, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know who he is, what he's done, why he might be resistant to fighting Danaher. Because you know, you look at Danaher and you're like, oh, I could probably beat the crap out of him. I mean, he's John <laughs> Wayne, right? John right. Wayne can beat the crap out of anybody. Not beat the crap out of her. I mean, obviously he probably could, but that would be bad. Uh, well, Maureen O'Hara was kind of a badass. She, yeah, she she was kind of a badass. And mm-hmm. but again, I have seen McClintock. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> True. So, uh, yeah, it, it's um, a film that uh, that you know you you just kind of wonder sometimes how some of these movies actually happen. You know how anybody well, how anybody could talk how 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 easy or hard and it was very difficult. I know how easy or hard it must have been for John Ford to talk a studio into. I'd like to make this uh, movie with John Wayne, and he's not going to have any guns. Um, <laughs> and it's not going to be gonna but will it have, Irish countryside. It will have an epic fist fight at the end, and really, that's all. We, we'll have whiskey be. and bookies, and everyone will have a grand old time. Yeah. there, there yeah. will be there will be, will be a horse race in the middle, but yeah. uh, you know, other than that, mm-hmm. pretty much. Oh, and it's going to star a lot of Irish people. I hope that's not a big deal. <laughs> there were a and... lot. There were a lot of mix and O apostrophes in the credits. Oh yes, yes. oh yes, indeed. <laughs> Well, well, Ford had had Irish lineage, as did Wayne and uh, Maureen O'Hara. Oh, she was born outside that, Dublin. Yeah, <laughs> really? Uh, yes. Where did that name O'Hara come from? I just can't. I can't figure it out. It was a stage name, actually. Uh, I know. Her, yeah. her uh, real name was what Fitzsimmons, I think Something it was. Something like that. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, yeah. So it was a stage name that Charles Lawton encouraged her to take because her original name was too Irish. Yeah. Something so. So yeah. she had to have a less Irish name, even though being Irish was a big selling point for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh, know. There was there was no emphasis over her being a redhead at all. None. Not one. <laughs> not not even a little. Uh, 
So uh, where do we begin? I mean, there's so much interesting stuff yes. about about this film. Uh, it was uh, nominated for for best picture. Mm-hmm. I thought this, yeah, I thought this was one of the movies that Wayne had actually been nominated for best actor, but he was no. not. No, uh, Victor McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Uh, McLaughlin. It's probably McLaughlin. Uh, yeah, isn't the it? gentleman who played the brother was really the father. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the other guy in the fist fight. <laughs> he was nominated. Wow. He was nominated. Okay. For best supporting actor, they it got eight nominations total and two wins because cinematography won and John Ford won. Do we know what did win best picture? Uh, this would have been nineteen fifty. One, which would have been. Fact, I believe it was uh, the the Oscars were fifty three. I was looking this up earlier. Oh, I think 50. it was greatest show on earth. Ah, oh, okay. Which the is not that great earth. of a movie. No, it's not. But it was directed by Cecil B. DeMille. So yeah, yeah it was epic. But it wasn't yeah. that great of a movie. Also nominated that year, High Noon, one of my personal favorites. Mm-hmm. See, that should have won. Yeah. Just saying. <coughs> and uh, Moulin Rouge. And Ivanhoe. So. <sighs> so there you go. Uh, and all you can hear is the gnawing of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough picture to get made, though, because uh, John Wayne and uh, Maureen O'Hare and John Ford did, like, a handshake agreement to make the movie in 1944, and they spent the rest of the intervening time trying to make it. And finally, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a, like a production company set up that was going to make it. And then that fell through. And then finally, um, uh, John Ford made a deal with Republic pictures and Republic was, uh, doing kind of low budget Westerns at the time. And Republic's like, no, you can't do this weird little Irish comedy here. I mean, it won't make a, it won't make any money, but uh, he convinced them to make it because he said, well, if you let me make this for dirt cheap, um, I'll make this other movie for you. And that was Rio Grande. Ooh. So that's how yeah, that Rio, Rio Grande. Yeah. That's, that's nobody's heard of that one. Yeah. Um, um, and then, so this movie, it, like uh, John Wayne took like serious, serious pay cuts. Like he didn't even take a percentage of profits and, uh, it, it was kind of a labor. Cause of he love, just so. wanted to make it. Yeah. yeah. They just wanted to make it. And, um, this was the second movie that John Wayne did with Maureen O'Hara out of a total of five they did together. They loved working with each other. Uh, they were best of friends, like through the end of their lives. Mm. And, um, um, so it was kind of fun all around. And, um, they did film in Ireland. There were a lot of locals in the movie. There were uh, local actors from like the local theater. I am shocked to learn this. Uh-huh. And, and tons and tons of family around, like yes. Maureen O'Hara's cousins and brothers, and and uh, John Ford's you know brothers and and uh, uh, cousins and and in laws and whatever like the the guy the the guy who's on his deathbed at the mm-hmm. end that is john ford's older brother francis who used to star in all the movies that john ford made yeah. in the silent era yeah. and he did some directing himself mm-hmm. and so yeah he that that was him and like i'm a, just saying that dude the, the the john ford ford's older brother character does he not look like the spitting image of the character gene hackman plays in young frankenstein yes 
I mean, yes, he does. <laughs> I can't believe that's an accident. I have to believe that. that I was going to make I, I wanted to, to see him wander around. Go, I'm going. I was going to make espresso. I was going to make espresso. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, and and I loved watching. You know, speaking of him getting up and and wandering out to the fight, mm-hmm. I loved watching Noel kind of try and figure out how this movie was going to end. Yeah, because <laughs> he like every ten minutes he turned to me and was like, "It's going to end like this, right?" And I go, "No." Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, like, it's going to end in an epic fist fight, isn't it? And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, I want to <laughs> know what some of, what were some of the other guesses. How how, well, how I, did you think it was going to end? Well, I had one is like at some. At some point, this is going to turn into the ending of Days of Heaven, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the odd bit early on where I realized so much of this setup is basically the exact same setup as Straw Dogs. Yeah, that that one just disturbed me. Yeah, I know. Well, it disturbed me, too. That's why I was worried. Yeah, I, Especially I could with at the, least assure that you that it was, was going. not. Yeah. It was not going to turn into yeah. a Peck and Paw movie at any point. But yeah, but then we get that incredibly evocative flashback to the boxing days. Yes, that's true. And then, of course, you know, he doesn't fight in the bar, and I'm like, oh, they're going to fist fight out, aren't, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And you had just said that this, there's going to be something epic at the climax. Oh, yes. And it was epic. It and was yeah, epic. What, it was. I was thinking it would just be like a They Live style duke him out, but no, the whole... <laughs> Max oh, right. has opinions too, but no, the whole town showed up. <laughs> yes, yes, and called in neighboring towns. Yes, yeah, and like the the bishop was, you know, like I, I put my money on the on the big guy. Yeah. I gotta think. <laughs> I gotta think the neighboring town is going to be disappointed. I mean, they're all headed over. They pause to have a drink, and then as soon as they're done with a drink, it's like one punch, and Danaher's out. Yeah, and you know, good lord. I mean, at that point, though, it's in, it, it's Ireland, you know, yeah. they have to know that's the risk if they're coming in after the halfway point, you know, yeah. they're, they're coming in after the first break. They they know what's going to happen. I don't know that you could have topped the fight that they had had already up to that point, but I love how they topped it, which is the scene in the bar of them ordering drinks, him spitting out one of his own teeth and then just arguing over who gets to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. All you needed was one more good sock, and then and then let's move yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they, it's uh, yeah. You just, we need to determine who's going to win, which we we're pretty sure was going to be the boxer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a certain advantage that that's hard to ignore. Right. Yeah. Being John Wayne. Yeah. Also, yeah, John Wayne. Yeah. 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 Versus this other guy whose name we can't even pronounce. Yeah. So. <laughs> Victor McLaughlin. Yeah, McLa- McLaughlin. I th- I'm pretty sure it's McLaughlin. So. Well, my grandma always McLaughlin. watched the McLaughlin Ma- group, so I know McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Now you're nah, that sounds more Welsh. I'm not convinced. I would, though I would love to see this guy hosting a, a Sunday news panel show. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's, you know they argue about politics for ten minutes and then just duke it out for like half an hour. I, I would watch that show. It's like throw chairs at each other. You know? I think this is a, a YouTube concept that we yes. have to explore. We're about, yes. we're about five minutes away from that being the American political scene. So yeah. Uh, and speaking of one of the interesting things about this was how. It's very much this battle between the the country traditions mm-hmm. and this American freedom type of thing, and yet it's not really breaking free from tradition that much. Mm-hmm. It, it's odd the themes of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, and and you know we're we're talking about 
Ireland (laughs) at this point in time, which Which was um, super political. And there's there's not too much of a reference to the politics. And in fact, there was a lot of censorship because of it. Sure. But I mean, in this movie, there's there's the 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 Protestants and Catholics are actually (laughs) super nice to each other. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, where where was that weird offhand reference to calling one guy a member of the IRA? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know enough about the history of the IRA at this point in time. But <laughs> yeah, it, if I remember in the fifties, it was calming down a little bit, and then it was it would ramp back up in the sixties. Mm-hmm. And my my history on this is super super foggy, so I could be completely wrong. But um, yeah, they um, I there was. In addition, like in the the wedding toast, mm-hmm. where um, may our kids live in peace. There's this weird pause mm. because they struck out a word. Ooh. May our kids live together in national peace or something Ooh. like that. And so they bleeped out. They just took out that one word because that was controversial. Um, like uh, in, in why Marie, is nationalism controversial? I don't know why. Anyone would think that in any such way. Well, <laughs> if I remember right, I mean, this was a British property, yeah. and Ireland didn't like that. So, yeah. um, the even though it's not set in Northern Ireland, it's set uh, in right what we would call Free Ireland. Right, but still, this was something that was at the forefront of people's mm-hmm. minds. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. I mean, to kind of put this even more in context, Maureen O'Hara was the first. Uh, person, uh, she was of Irish descent. She was from Ireland, from mm-hmm. Dublin. Uh, when she moved to the U.S. and finally applied for American citizenship, she became dual citizen. Mm-hmm. She was the first person to be called Irish by the U.S. Mm-hmm. as a second, as like for the dual citizenship okay. rather than British. Okay. <laughs> so that you know. <laughs> With her, it started a, a change in the processing of, of immigrants from Ireland. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's how weirdly Prussian... Because I know about is, all the yeah. old prejudices against the Irish. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And and uh, there are a lot of things, you know, feeding into that, though. Mm-hmm. It, well, and Wayne it, was always called Irish-American, although yeah. he, was, mm-hmm. he was actually not just Irish, but that was... Well, yeah, he was a mix like most of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he pushed. He pushed that that aspect of who he was. So now I'm sure that you have this in your in your notes, Melissa. But I look this up and I just find yeah. this fascinating. That uh, the movie the movie clocks in at two hours and nine minutes. Yes, which is really rare for these, unless you're like going full Cecil B. DeMille epic. Mm-hmm. And, and and John Ford had edited it down to the two hour and nine minute film, and and apparently the. The studio was like, it needs to be two hours. Mm-hmm. And Ford was like, it can't be. Yeah, there's not nine minutes to cut. Uh, it's got to be, this This is the length that needs to be. And they said, well, it has to be two hours. And he was like, okay, fine. And they told him the next day he was <laughs> going to show him the two-hour cut. So <clears throat> they sat down and he showed him a two-hour cut. And exactly nine minutes before the end of the film, basically right at the beginning of the epic fight scene, he turns the movie off. Yep. <laughs> and he said, there's your two-hour cut. Yep. <laughs> you want to know what happens next. I'm willing to bet movie audiences will, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he got his two-hour and nine-minute cut film. They fired him and had Robert Wise re-edit it. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Magnificent Ambersons, okay. I assure oh, you. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 They, they just let him have the nine minutes. They. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a little more clout at that point than Orson Welles did. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. During the Magnificent Ambersons, which is different, but <laughs> but uh, I, I do enjoy that that story. It, it sounds it sounds about right. Ford was, uh, as we discussed, I think when we watched Stagecoach, uh, oh, kind yes. of mm-hmm. kind of a dick. Oh, he uh, was kind of a dick. He was a lot of a dick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he was a very a very clever one, and at, at, at many stages, he was a very hard man. Yes, a very hard man. You know, and I think it's more than you know. It's not easy to notice, but uh, this film was shot in, in on location, and a lot of people think it's Ireland. Actually, it was in Monument Valley. So, uh, <laughs> they <laughs> their their locations. You you are made of lies, Tim. <laughs> Well, there are locations that he didn't normally use in Monument Valley, so you might not notice, but really, no. All right, fine. It was in Ireland. All right. I, yeah. I'm, I am full of it, it totally was in Ireland. It was a little village called Kong, if I remember right, which is, you know, it's still there and it's still quaint. And uh, <laughs> apparently if you go there, there's a pub that plays uh, The Quiet Man once a day, <laughs> still. Do, do they have an accordion player? I Who's it's just there? Ireland. I uh, okay. It's more likely they have an accordion player than bagpipe players. That's, that's on, yeah, he's on true. the town payroll. He's just there in case yeah. they need accordion accompaniment. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, and there's like a quiet man museum and uh, the cottage. I, I think it was the cottage that was used in the film, the John Wayne's cottage. Um, the the cottage is technically still there, sort of, because people have been hauling off stones from it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Over the years, so it's like twenty percent so less. Part of it is there. Yeah. Part of it's there. Um, yeah. So it, apparently, the the place still gets quiet man tourism. <laughs> Here's my rock from where John Wayne kicked in a door. Yeah the the place where they filmed uh, when they went when the film crew went into film, uh, they were just getting electricity. Mm. Like the wires hadn't gone in yet, but they had started putting up the poles. And so the people were really excited about getting electricity until they heard that they'd have to pay for it. <laughs> and then they went, oh, we don't need electricity. <laughs> but now they have it so they can show the quiet man every day at lunch. Yeah, or... I, I presume so. For the no, quiet they use, man they use a hand crank. Mm-hmm. A hand crank movie projector. Yeah. yeah, it could be. could be. They, just, just one guy with an accordion in one hand and the crank for the... They give him free beer and he just keeps cranking. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he's been dead for 10 his... years, but you keep feeding him beer and he's still... He's had one <laughs> job for these last 15 years. And yeah. damn it, he's going to do it well. Yeah. <laughs> what I could not determine was whether or not uh, they have like a, a staged fist fight in this town every like, <laughs> They really should. Like every yeah. May day, there's a staged fist fight or something. That would be great. There's, there is one uh, movie theater on the East Coast that does a blob reenactment mm. where... I think it is actually the movie theater that they used in the blob where that day every year they get a bunch of people inside the theater and then they go screaming out the doors. Wow. How many firecrackers do they go through? Right. I know. (laughs) So I think that needs to happen for quiet man. Wow. A fist fight through this every year. Maybe don't start it with dragging a woman for five miles. No, that, that just seems cruel and unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know the uh, 
the some of the relationship questions are are interesting. Like, is it Any. or is it not uh, really a healthy relationship in which what she really wants him to do is rough her up? I mean, I guess you know if, if that's her kink. I guess we have to kind of yeah, say that's okay. Um, oh boy, there's so many yeah, there I mean, are layers to this. Because I mean, there was that 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 famous bedroom scene. Oh yes, where it's like he's forcing himself in there, and and. I was I was just sitting there like where is this going and you were telling me when you first saw it you were like where is this going yeah I remember yeah the first yeah. time I saw this I say oh oh movie no oh yeah. god no 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 and it's like oh, horrible oh, first okay. half of the scene but then it just takes an interesting okay twist. okay yeah okay so it's like the film uh, it's like it has issues but it never goes as far with some of the issues as it could like so, again I've seen McClintock um, yeah. Yeah, and so it's yeah, it it's still really nervous making. Yeah. For yeah, any listeners who don't know, McClintock is the West, the Wild West remake of Taming of the Shrew, starring John Wayne and Marino O'Hara. Yes, which is which can be super uncomfortable yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Taming of the Shrew has certainly issues that uh, so many, so yeah. many. And McClintock is just spanking after spanking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was only a one. Why didn't they put that on yeah. the posters? <laughs> <laughs> spanking after spanking. Clintock, spanking after spanking. Uh, Your cheeks people... will be burning red after you see this movie. It'll <laughs> <laughs> make a fortune on the home video market. <laughs> Comes with a collectible okay. paddle. Oh God. Uh, Melissa, do we have any? Uh, do we have any more uh, uh, important uh, trivia that we or, or factoids about this movie we need to share? I want to make. Sure. Oh goodness, there there was additional editing after the uh, the line. Speaking of that bedroom scene, you mm-hmm. know when the the guy wanders in after it, the morning after it's like impetuous Homeric. Apparently the next line was the power of the man, <laughs> but they cut that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were, there were like a few scenes where you could see it's like everyone, it's the same shot, but there's been a cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, there, there were some, a couple of really odd cuts and yeah, yeah. part of that was, you know, dodging the, the censorship, censorship. Yeah. Uh, there was also some challenges with editing due to the ever-changing weather of Ireland because the weather changes every five minutes. I wonder if that's where the, the weirdly obvious rear screen came in at times. Sometimes. Like, I mean, they, the, the, the stuff yeah. that they could film on a soundstage, they did, mm. you know, just for cost-saving okay. measures. But um, as much as they could get away with filming outdoors and on location, they did. Okay. And uh, the lighting guy basically had three lighting setups at any one time. It's like, here's what happened. This is the lighting for cloudy. This is the lighting for sunny. And this is the lighting for whatever the hell else Ireland does to us. And there was like an <laughs> elaborate series of hand signals between him and the director on what, what weather was coming up and how they had to light the scene. So this is the lighting for Banshee attack. Yeah. This- <laughs> and in order to just get continuity on the lighting, it was hell. And also with the extras, like the locals who just kind of wander in and out of shots. <laughs> there was actually one guy who was a local who, whose job it was, they gave him a job and his job was to hand cigarettes to John Wayne. <laughs> And, and I'm guessing John Wayne flicked all of them away after one puff. We were having so much fun with the cigarettes. Oh, my God. Because if you watch the film, John Wayne lights a cigarette, takes a puff from it, takes another puff, and then chucks it away. Yeah, yeah. it's two puffs flick. Two, two puffs, puffs get gone. rid of the cigarette. Yeah. Every single cigarette. I, I think there's like 
one or two that last longer. Well, there's than the that. one that she lit for him. No, no, he no, no, he fire. threw that one he out. He threw that in the fire. Yeah, yeah, it just. It's like, this one's dead to me. It's almost like he has this routine motion of strike the match on something, light it, take a puff, take a puff, and flick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were we were having a great time with that. I was like, and there throw, were it some away, throw it away, Yes! Uh, and there were some amazing match lights, too. There really were. Yeah. Just that one that he lights off the ceiling rafter, it's just this big stream of smoke. Oh, yeah. It's like a little flare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> matches you you used to be able to strike matches on anything that's not entirely well bullshit. that's why they were called strike anything matches yeah and then you and know that's why, that we, have sa- that's why we have so safety that's why we have safety matches that are hard yeah. to light yeah because it used yeah, to be that, that you could just look at a match funny and it would light like in your pocket um and speaking of fuck those things there were so many great moments of john wayne just Randomly walking around and just tossing stuff and breaking things yes. and going to the train station and fuck this door and fuck that door <laughs> and fuck that door <laughs> until he opens the one door that's already closed. Yes. <laughs> He's like, yes. like a two-year-old on the tantrum. It's like, I kick rock, this rock. Grab a stick, break it over my knee. Fuck that piece. Fuck that piece. <laughs> I'll light this, a cigarette. Fuck, fuck this cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John. And yet he's a quiet man. Yeah. He had, he, well, he had a lot of bottled up anger. It's why it was yeah. probably better that he actually got into a fight at the end. He needed to. Yeah. It's for his own good. Now he's not going to just say See, fuck everybody this to is, things. Everybody is so much happier after the violence. See, and he made the other guy say fuck this to one of his own teeth. That's true. Yes. yes. Fuck this tooth. <laughs> 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 this tooth is dead to me. What? Oh, and then they got into an argument. Fuck your money. No, fuck your money. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck your money again. <laughs> the whole thing starts with him giving a man full of money and then he's like, fuck this money and he throws it in the fire and then <laughs> John Ford's the fucking quiet man. <laughs> oh, what would what would John Ford have done if he could have had swearing in his movies? <laughs> oh man, John Ford in the nineties. Oh man. <laughs> John oh. Ford's fuck this quiet man. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, which presumably is what Marina Hara did after you know the big fight. So because I'm going home to make supper, and then off she goes. And yeah, she like, looks cross. That's not code for anything, is she, it? Wow. She looks cross when he's coming home, and I don't think the reason is because he's drunk. It's because he's not alone. Yeah. Uh, and, and speaking of so much barefoot in an apron. In oh yeah. Movie, yeah. 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 She does get her shoe back, though. She does get her shoe back. I was really nervous about that. We do do accept at least some of it as an old world value kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, It is Mm -hmm. based on a short story. I've read the short story, and it's it's pretty close in terms of what the story is about. You know, it's very much about a a man who moves to Ireland and who courts an Irish woman, and and she expects him to fight for her dowry, and he won't. And the reason is... Because he was a fighter and he killed a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the, you know, a lot of it's in there. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've read the short story, and I'm sure that, that there are parts that I'm not recalling. But I do recall the story and the movie are pretty close mm-hmm. um, in terms of what what's jo- going on. Yeah, John Ford bought that story, bought the rights to that story for $10. Yeah. When I saw Frank Nugent, the screenwriter, also wrote like a good quarter of John Ford's movie. Oh, yeah. Including yeah. The Searchers. And everything. Yeah. 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 And it, it is interesting, though, how it's a story about old world values versus new world values 
but the new world values are also old values. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's the old versus the old-fashioned new. The old. Oh, everything old-fashioned is new again. Yeah. Fuck these old world values. That's what I've got to say. <laughs> I'll puff on it Fuck twice. Fuck it like it's a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Melissa, what other what other uh, snippets and tidbits and pieces of information must we share? We're, oh, we're getting close oh, to final oh, thoughts. Oh, how so. Maureen O'Hara suffered in this movie. <laughs> oh, how Maureen O'Hara suffered. I hope she made She did her own too. stunts. She was one of the uh, few leading ladies of the time who did her own stunts. She was I very athletic. It. I believe it. Yeah, and uh, so she was kind of tomboyish and and uh but you know when she when her career launched I mean, she's very tall and powerfully built too yeah yeah, yeah. and she's just active and yeah. she was willing to go through this stuff but um her career started in uh 1939-ish when um she did a screen chest and uh charles lawton noticed her and like cast her in jamaica in mm-hmm. that year and then it was um hunchback of notre dame mm-hmm. You know, which is when she was a star. So Mm -hmm. she started at the top and stayed there. And she was really young at that time, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, she kept working up until the 2000s. Yeah, she was like 19, I want to say, 19, 20 when she did uh, um, um, Hunchback of Notre Mm -hmm. Dame. I think I looked it up. She was born in 1920. Yeah. Okay. So So that's that's good math. Good. Go me. Hooray. 19. So um, here she's... Uh, she is dragged through the fields and, uh, you know, and that is her. She's, mm-hmm. It's not a double. And, uh, you know, she slaps John Wayne. She broke a bone in her hand uh, slapping John Wayne because uh, he goes up and blocks it. He deflects it, it yeah. Yeah. But she couldn't wear a cast because Oof. of continuity. So, yeah, you know, grit your teeth and bear it, I suppose. I guess they didn't have Velcro splints that you could take off back yeah, then. Yeah, apparently not. So, uh for the the scene where she's dragged through the field like face down uh you know on her front face mm-hmm. down before they filmed it John Ford and John Wayne went through the pasture and got all the sheep dung and put it right through the uh, <laughs> the, the bit where she was going to be dragged of course and then she and her friends like went and kicked it away <laughs> and then they went back and kicked it back on and then her friends went and kicked it away. And it just kept going on and on all day until they actually had to film the scene. And yes, there was sheep dung that she got dragged through. So she, John Ford. She finished kind of fi- she finished last. She tried. She tried. She yeah. did try. But John Ford was others. Well, and then and then I'm hoping they got back to their trailers that night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I want to see, see what what uh, havoc was wreaked <laughs> when uh, she she did. strikes me as someone who would get revenge. Yeah, yeah. At some point, the the final scene with her and John Wayne, the the bit where they're waving at the camera and then mm-hmm. they go off. She whispers something in his ear, and he's got this kind of shocked look on his face. It's never been revealed what she said, and uh, it was said on the agreement that nobody but John Ford, John Wayne, and Maureen O'Hara would ever know what was said. And so, um, but it had to be something so offensive that it would get a genuine look of shock from John Wayne. So she and John Ford concocted this, and she's going, I don't know if I could say that to him. <laughs> and, but apparently she did, and got that genuine look well all you'd have to say to him is something about a black person oh maybe yeah <laughs> 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 yes yes i know 
<laughs> John Wayne, kind of a dick. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of a dick. So anyway, just yeah. remember, every time you see him puffing that cigarette, he died of cancer. Just remember that. Yes. So well, the, cancer and by playing Genghis Khan. On it wasn't lung cancer, but still, the point is. Those... I, think, I think the two compounded on each other. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Oh yeah. So, so uh, further, further, uh, further info about Marina Harris since we're talking about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we talked plenty about John Wayne and John Ford during the um, Stagecoach episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Marina Harris. She she died very recently. She yeah. made it. To, she had a long career. She had she a long career. Yeah. She wor- was working up into the 2000s and. Uh, uh, but you know, while she was, you know, pretty much where she had long, long years of stardom in the it's like every 40s decade, and 50s. she had. A, yeah, yeah, she did. And then in like 1968, she got married. She finally got married. She got married to this uh, famous aviator mm. and uh, uh, military man who um, they had like ten blissful years together. They mm-hmm. they were apparently a fantastic couple. And then 1978, he. Uh, died in a plane crash. And so it was, you know, super, super tragic. But um, she, you know, eventually, you know, uh, got her life back together mm-hmm. and soldiered on by becoming the first president of an airline company, mm. the first female president of an airline company in the United wow. States. And, um, you know, continued working and uh, went into retirement several times, but then kept coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever she went into retirement, it was in Boise, Idaho. So of, of mm-hmm. all places for a, a famous film star to retire, Boise, Idaho is apparently a place. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, just long, happy <laughs> life a uh, wonderful career never nominated for an oscar but uh, finally in 2014 mm-hmm. they got her before she died she got a lifetime achievement award yeah. from the academy see and i've even known her since i was a kid because the parent trap is a film that i always grew up with yeah you know and then uh, there was only the lonely that she with john candy so it's like she's she's been around she's such been such a figure yeah in hollywood throughout so many generations and everybody loved her she's just oh, charming yeah. absolutely charming i think that is likely the first and last time only the lonely with John Candy is going to get mentioned on this podcast. Just need it's possible, that. unless we have Noel Ben. <clears throat> hey, written and directed by Chris Columbus and produced by John Hughes. What's your problem with it? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> only the lonely. Only, yeah, the, lonely. only the lonely. Mm-hmm. When folks talk about his filmography, that one does not frequently come up. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But, uh, all right, well... Uh, I, a bit of trivia. Marion C. Cooper produced this. The King yeah. Kong guy. King yeah. Kong. The King yeah. Kong guy. That's why uh, parts of this film were shot at the top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> well, I mean, I know he was also a famous filmmaker for like doing a lot of those early documentaries where let's go right. out in locations and yeah. so on and stuff. And so, well, he was a real life Carl yeah. Denham. Yeah. 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 Well, I know John Ford also did some work with him on, on Mighty Joe Young too, oh, yeah. and developing that and. So, not entirely surprising to see him here, but it's still always fun to see him pop up. Mm-hmm. Click mm-hmm. the guy. Interesting. Interesting guy. All right. Well, I think it's about time for final thoughts. So, uh, mm-hmm. Noel, uh, as our guest, why don't we start with you? Uh, do you have any final thoughts about The Quiet Man? Is it okay if I take a couple minutes to just meander about my odd relationship that I mentioned with John Ford? Sure. Yes. Okay. So, the thing is, I did a project about a decade ago going through all of Akira Kurosawa. And it's 
pretty well noted that Akira Kurosawa was like a massive fanboy of John Ford, idolized not only his films, but his personality and tried to mirror it in the way he dressed and everything because he actually met John Ford early in his career during the war mm-hmm. <laughs> when the occupation came in and John Ford met him on a film set. So I've always been curious to explore the films of John Ford. Thus, I own a good half of John Ford's entire filmography and I've only watched one of them. Because <laughs> I and, meant to do a project going through all of John Ford that I've just never started yet. And which John Ford film is that that you've watched? One of his last films, Donovan's Reef, which is a film that was made entirely so him and John Wayne could get the studio to pay for them to take a vacation to Hawaii. Ha! And I, I've, <laughs> I've seen that because it's one of my dad's favorite films, entirely because of the scene where Lee Marvin plays with the toy train. Okay. Yeah, that's Good fair. Yes. Totally that's the fair. only John. I've never seen The Searchers. I've never seen Grapes of Wrath. I've never seen. Well, you've the, seen McClintock. McClintock was uh, but, Arthur, but Arthur McLaughlin. I know. Or, but, yeah. yeah. Not McLaughlin. Um, it was a different. It wasn't John Ford. <laughs> it was, I know. It wasn't. Yeah. But, but I've never <laughs> seen Three Godfathers. I've ne- I've seen, I haven't yeah. seen any of them. And yet I own most of them. Huh. <laughs> well, well so now. I'm glad now we could uh, double I the find, number of Ford films you've seen. I've finally gotten that kick, and boy, did I enjoy it more than La Dolce Vita. <laughs> I am so pleased. I really am. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm glad that, you know, after the first film we subjected you to, uh, yeah. we, could, we, could, we could do a little better this time around. Uh, yes, Melissa, quiet, man, it's a wonderful movie. I'll just yeah. leave it there. <laughs> Melissa, what is your final thought about this film? So Maureen O'Hara and Lucille Ball were having lunch one day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Imagine coming up to that from behind and the two frocks of red hair. Oh, yeah. You'd think. <laughs> well, and this happened to be the lunch where, where Lucille Ball looked up and saw, saw a gentleman for the first time, this gentleman being Desi Arnaz. Ah. And so, you know, history was made right there. I caramba. Yeah, right. So, wow. That is uh mm-hmm. that is an interesting yeah, that's fascinating. Um I guess uh <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh <laughs> Tim, what are your final thoughts? I boy, I I don't I don't know how I can how I can top that. I no, uh Do you my, remember what our next film is? I I, I I'm pretty sure I remember what our next film is. Okay. I think I think I know what we're doing next, but uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Okay. Uh, my final thought on the Quiet Man itself, uh, just that I uh, agree. I think it's a charming film, and I enjoy it very much for the fact that it, it is not. Uh, what one expects out of John Ford and certainly mm. out of John Wayne. And I think it's mm-hmm. one of those, what, what uh, I think is sometimes challenging in, in some of these iconic old movie actors like John Wayne is people sort of pigeon them whole into one, them into expecting them to play only one kind of role and fearing, failing to recognize that most of them had range. Uh, it's just that the movies that they get recognized for, frequently are movies in a, in a narrower range. And this is a good film for those who uh, can appreciate John, John Wayne, but maybe haven't seen him in something that's a little more subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Even if he does, yeah. you know, kick a lot of things. So, yeah. so. <laughs> break, break the stick. it's great so, seeing the nuance of him flicking cigarettes. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. He does yeah. it a lot of different ways. So it's, it's just, just that the way he lets the pause build and then it <laughs> Yeah, the, the timing is exquisite. <laughs> yeah. 
So, and then our next movie, we are going to be watching, uh, it is going to be the 2016, or I should say 2017, Best Picture winner, La La Land. Oh, no. No. I'm wrong. That's wrong. Ah. It's going to be the 2017 Best Picture winner, Moonlight. So, uh, we uh, have you seen it yet, Melissa? I have not seen it yet. I've been well, waiting. Neither have I. Mel- neither, Melissa nor I have seen it. So, I don't even know if we're going to bring a guest. Because we don't yeah. need one. Uh, <laughs> You're your own guests. And actually, I think what we'll probably do is we will uh, do the intro as if we're going to watch La La Land. And then after the break, we'll come back and review and say we actually watched Moonlight. Because, because no other reviews or podcasts have done that gimmick no. yet. No, no. Nope. I'm sure nope. that that's, else. That's, a, that's a joke that will not have been played out oh. by the nope. time the next episode hits. So I uh, do <laughs> think no. Which is why you should start, start it as Moonlighting and then do La La Land. <laughs> Moonlighting. Moonlighting. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So, well, we're coming up know, on April first. You know that pilot was released on DVD. You can do it as a movie. <laughs> so, all right. Oh my God! Uh, it is going to be the April first episode, isn't it? Oh, oh my God! That does make sense. I'm sorry. I just let the cat out of the bag. We'll right, figure so, out something. Noel, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thank uh, you for having me. For yes, our thank listeners, you, uh, I hope you did watch A Quiet Man. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. And join us next time for a movie that won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 2017. Uh, we're going to check with our accounting firm to determine which one it actually was. And we will <laughs> catch you next time. Bye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.